Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. It's going to be a great show. We have a friend and colleague, Dr. Lance Baumgard at Iowa State University. He's going to join us today and we're going to talk about things that go on in the gut from gut health to lung health and how that impacts the body, things that cause that, and so much more. It's going to be a great show right here from Ames, Iowa. Thanks for joining us. Hey folks, welcome to the show, and I want to welcome our guest, Dr. Lance Baumgard. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dr. Dan. It's great to have you here. Uh, if you haven't seen or haven't heard Dr. Baumgard speak, um, you should. Um, one of the, the jewels of our profession and understanding uh, dairy cows to swine to beef cattle. Uh, he is the Jacobson Professor in Animal Science here at Iowa State University in the Department of Animal Science. and. Uh, just glad to get you in one spot. This guy is running everywhere, so uh, uh, helping the industry. So today we're going to talk a little bit about something that you have a passion and some some research interest in. Yeah, we've been focused on the gut now for about the last ten or fifteen years. Gut health in general. Yeah, and so when we start to talk about gut health, um, you know, until I started talking to you and visiting about it, understanding that uh, you know that that feeling you get in your gut is actually for real. Yeah, the, the butterflies or the knots in your tummy, Yeah, that's your nervous system connecting with your immune system and that's what we feel when we get nervous, right? On a big soccer day or big exams or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and so, and so that's just from stress and, and these different types of stress can, can then kickstart some sort of pathology in the gut, right? No doubt. So I think what we're learning about now is that almost all stressors the common denominator behind them all is this gut barrier dysfunction. And so that transcends like heat to cold, to transport, to weaning. Many on-farm stressors have a very common and almost identical footprint. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, so talk me through a little bit about what's going on in that gut when, when, when stress hits. So you know, as rumen nutritionists, we're almost always thinking of the rumen and rumen health, pH primarily. Uh, but now we're starting to realize that the small and large intestine play a big role in overall animal health. So when an animal becomes stressed, there is a activation of the actually intral nervous system. There's more neurons in your gut than there is the head. And there's a communication between very specific uh, immune cells called mast cell and uh, the gut barrier function. Okay. So when the animal gets stressed, whether or not it's, like I said, weaning or heat or cold, uh, there's a communication that causes their, the barrier function of the gut to be compromised. So, so then the bar if the barrier is compromised, that allows things we don't want to get through to get through. Exactly right. A, a huge percentage of what's inside the gut, we do not want getting through the barrier of the, of the intestines. So obviously you want the nutrients in yep. the water, vitamins and minerals, and et cetera. But a vast majority of what's inside the lumen of the gut, the animal does not want to infiltrate through the barrier of the gut. Yep. Antigens, pathogens, toxins, enzymes, etc. What are some of the more common, if you're going to say, pathogens that or things that would get through that gut barrier after stress? Well, even commensal 
bacteria right. and their products. If they get through that barrier, there's going to be an immune response. So uh, with regards to what's most, you know, what's most negative or potentially dangerous, you know, essentially everything. Yeah. If it's an antigen and it gets through, it's going to simulate the immune response. Yeah, and so as we stimulate the immune response, obviously that, that plays an impact on, well, and even those antigens or those pathogens, whether it's a bacteria or virus or, yep. or whatever, yep. could go to other parts of the body. Yeah, no doubt, right? If it gets through the barrier of the gut and goes via the portal system to the liver, and if it ex then escapes to the liver, well, now the animal starts experiencing oftentimes what's called sepsis or endotoxemia or bacteremia. Yeah. So yeah, which obviously has a lot of negative consequences. And then we're going to see things in the lungs and things in the joints exactly. and different things like that. Well, Dr. Baumgart's got his kick started. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that can cause leaky gut. You're watching Doc Talk. We're sure glad you joined us. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Lance Baumgart and we work and teach at Iowa State University in the Department of Animal Science where Dr. Baumgart serves as the Jacobson Professor and is a full professor here within our department. Teaches classes, does research. You have a lot of undergrads and graduate students in your, in your research portfolio. Yeah, we're keeping busy. I think that's a very important part of our job is to train undergraduates and graduate students. Yeah. Yep. So if you have an interest in, in ruminant nutrition, ruminant metabolism, physiology, this the guy. When we start to talk about leaky gut or that, that setting up of that immune system, which I think so many people have discounted this, mm -hmm. uh, whether we're talking about calves in a feed yard or pigs in a finished barn or dairy calves or heifer development, talk to me about some of the more common things that you're seeing that ca have caused this issue in different species. Well, we first started to become interested in gut barrier dysfunction with regards to heat stress. So we've been studying heat stress now for about 25 years, my, my group and I, and uh, have kind of whittled our way down to the gut as being the epicenter of all the negative consequences of heat stress. Once we got there, we started to recognize that uh, there's a variety of stressors where the biological consequences and endocrine footprint are almost identical to that of heat. Hmm. For example, uh, out of feed events, weaning, shipping, Essentially, in, in fact, even cold stress causes the, kind of the same negative consequences. Ultimately, what happens is you have an infiltration of antigens, activation of the immune system, and then once the, act, the immune system becomes activated, it now has a very large priority, arguably even more important than the central nervous system. So it's going to get the nutrients oh, it gotcha. needs. Yep. And as a consequence, the synthesis of skeletal muscle, or the making of milk, or the making of a fetus, whatever productive, economically important trait we are interested in, becomes de-emphasized. The immune system becomes activated because of the gut barrier dysfunction. The immune system requires its nutrients. And, oh, and this happens simultaneously as uh, the animal goes off feed. Right? Immune activation <laughs> is associated with hypophagia, reduced feed intake. So now you have reduced nutrient consumption, and the immune system has this enormous nutrient requirement of amino acids and glucose in particular. Yep. And as a consequence, um, you know, the effects of heat stress, for example, from a, from a pathophysiology perspective, are almost identical to that of any other type of bacterial infection. Oh, be damn. So when we start to think about... Um, this impact, and I had never thought about the animals that go off feed. Yeah. And now with the immune system, but it's in what's what's weird is we don't think of animals in the summertime 
getting sick, right? Mm -hmm. Because we haven't really thought about this leaky gut, yep. pathogens pouring into the bloodstream, and now the hierarchy of the immune system. Yep, exactly. When, it, when animals die from heat stress, which is oftentimes occurs in the early part of the spring, they'll essentially die from septicemia-induced multiple organ failure. Or, yeah. Yeah, and when we start to see some of these things, you, you, you couple that with inhalation of LPS and, and, and dust and dust. different things to that nature, dander, yep. uh, combine it with heat stress, it's, it's, it's probably causing even more of an immune response. Exactly, so now you have this intense immune activation going on in the gut and the lung, and then the consequences of both of these, you know, with regards to feed intake and productivity. Cool. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about then some of the clinical signs of what we'll see with these animals and things that, you know, that it's going to cause. You're watching Doc Doc with Dr. Lance Baumgard. Thanks for watching. Stay tuned. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Lance Baumgard. We teach at Iowa State University's Department of Animal Science, where Dr. Baumgard is a full professor serving as the Jacobson Professor in, uh, in Ruminant Nutrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here at, at Iowa State. And uh, I thought one of the cool things was last year, your paper was the most referenced mm -hmm. paper in the Journal of Dairy Science. Yeah, people do read it, I guess. It's unbelievable, folks. <laughs> uh, um, so, so when to get him to sit down and, and spare some minutes with us is a is a rare, rare but uh, uh, precious jewel that we're going to take advantage of. So, talk to me a little bit about some of the things that we're going to see, you know, in, in in my dairy, in my feedlot, in my yeah. hog operation. What are some things I'm watching for? Yeah, so gut barrier dysfunction is uneasily diagnosed. That's right. part of the problem here, right? Uh, oftentimes they'll, they'll be dead and then you're like, oh, we have a problem. But some things that are recognized are, of course, off-feed. The off-feed is associated with immune activation. Uh, maybe some diarrhea, um, some mucin cast. You know, in the dairy industry, nutritionists are constantly walking pens and kicking through uh, patties. Kicking through well, feces and looking for looking for mucin casts. Yeah, and so, you know, we often associate that <laughs> just with weather, or and obviously weather and different things can have an effect on intake, mm -hmm. which then the cattle charge the bunk and we yep. get acidosis and you know oh, all yeah. that stuff. But I think rarely do we sit there and say, okay, something caused stress. This, you know, you know, when people get nervous or get stressed, yeah. they don't eat. Yeah. Your gut hurts. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think there's a variety of, of negative consequences associated with that stress. And if, far, if producers are paying close attention, they'll see it in um, variable feed intake, consistency manure. And so when we see the, the drops in intakes, and, and we'll see those occasionally, like a, feed, a pen give feedback to us, or, yeah. or, um, and, and we'll see that with the diarrhea, yeah. right? So, so that could be heat stress or that could be an acidotic episode, but either one of those causes of the stress in the gut is what's gonna give feedback to us. And then if we start to see that acidosis or diarrheas, we're probably thinking some sort of insult, pH. Something's gone wrong, right? Yeah. Whether or not it's acidosis or some other product uh, that's occurring during acidosis, I think we're still not sure what's going on there. But 
Yeah, somewhere there's an insult, whether or not it's occurring at the rumen or in the small and large intestine simultaneously, or maybe just in the small and large intestine. I think that's still out, uh, the verdict's still out. And you've done some of that work now, where you're looking just at the smaller, large intestine versus the pH in the rumen, right? Yeah, we're trying to we're we're trying to separate the effects of rumen versus the large, essentially hindgut. Um, that's not as easy as it sounds, but I I think the large intestine, and maybe the small intestine, are playing as big a role in overall animal health um, as is the rumen. Well, it would make some sense. Yeah. As massive. Yep. and the surface area of in which that that the gut functions. The surface area of the gut is massive, right? It's uh, probably this, uh, on, a, on a finishing steer. The surface area of the gut is probably the size of a couple football fields. It's just <laughs> it's just massive. That's pretty hard to imagine that is, that, yeah. that much absorptive capacity uh, mm -hmm. of a couple football fields. Yeah. Well, um, remember these. Watch for decreased intake. Watch for, for diarrhea and look for those mucin casts. Some of those things are telltale signs. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that Dr. Baumgard's doing in his research and some of the things you can do to help treat or uh, minimize some of the risks with leaky gut. Thanks for joining us today. We have Dr. Lance Baumgard, who is a professor and is the Jacobson Professor of Ruminant Nutrition here at Iowa State University in the Department of Animal Science, where the both of us teach uh, and do research and outreach and about anything else they ask us to do. Um, when we had left this leaky gut, um, what are some of the things that people can do um, to mitigate the effects or minimize some yep. of the effects? Well. From a heat stress perspective, I think the primary thing is to modify the environment. Now, of course, that comes with cost. Yeah. But trying to minimize uh, the negative consequences in, of the environmental heat load, I think, is key. Now, once that's been invested in, right? Other things, of course, are uh, feed bunk management, preventing them prevent out of feed uh, events, uh, preventing just stress in general. Um, I, th I think is key. And um, then, of course, there's some dietary strategies. I mean, obviously, the diet is a huge component of this, leak, of this gut barrier function. And my group's been researching different dietary strategies to, to try to minimize the negative consequences of, 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 of the leaky gut. So when some of the things you've seen in pigs yep. is if they're out of feed, they get stressed. Within six hours. It's amazingly quick. Yeah, and so I go back to some of the things with keeping feed pushed up for dairy cows, yep. um, uh, making sure we stay on time with our feedings for these feedlot cattle. I see, when I start to see feedlot cattle chasing the, the truck because they're hungry and they yep. think it's their turn, um, I start to think about what's going on now in that gut and the stress. Because th these animals, when they're out of feed, they don't have the opportunity to go somewhere else and find it. Yep. And we've trained them. Yeah, exactly. And we all know ruminants are creatures of habit, right? They lack a very consistent schedule. Yeah. So when we get into some of the things with, you know, the things that we can control through management, it's just making sure that 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 we're doing that for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. I think um, all, the, all the little things add up. Yeah. So um, 
heat stress mitigation, any kind of stress, feed stress mitigation, yep. you know, weaning stress, different things of that nature. But talk a little bit about some of the things because your your research program is highly sought after. And if people are are watching, and and there are people out there with with different products or management or yep. things that they think that that have an opportunity to help with this this uh, leaky gut uh, syndrome, what are what are some of the things that you and your your lab are doing? Well, we, we've been looking at different dietary strategies, right? And, um, and that could be with um, minerals, could be with post or prebiotics, uh, antioxidants. Um, we, we, we've, we've, a, we've looked at a lot of different strategies and all of them, some of them have, are effective. None of them are a magic bullet. Right. Uh, the, the magic bullet will be a combination of a variety of things. But ultimately, you know, the, the, a couple of things that you and I have been talking about in the past are liver abscesses and AIP, acute interstitial pneumonia. I think these are consequences that are at least in large part caused by post-ruminal gut dysfunction. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And the more I'm around the research and some of the stuff that we're doing, um, I think that when we start to look at AIP, liver abscess, um, in, in, in beef cattle specifically, it could be huge. Yeah, and these late day deads, yeah. I think that can be thrown in there too, and this hemorrhagic bowel, I think they're all tied together. Well, appreciate you taking time and being on the show today. Hey man, thanks for having me. Folks, Dr. Lance Baumgard, Jacobson Professor here in Ruminant Nutrition, Iowa State University. Thanks for watching Doc Talk, and if you wanna know more about what we do, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. Remember to always work with your local veterinarian and nutritionist. With Dr. Lance Baumgard, I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and we'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. At Merck Animal Health, we wake up each day seeking new innovations to keep your herd healthy. This is why we're proud to now include Allflex Livestock Intelligence in our portfolio of solutions. With Allflex, we can provide the tools to identify, monitor, and trace each animal within a herd. Its state-of-the-art offerings deliver real-time insights to help you optimize productivity. Merck Animal Health and Allflex Livestock Intelligence for our animals, our industry, and our future. Valley Vet Supplies sees the hard work and effort of you and your animals to achieve your goal of being a champion. And we're here to help along the way. To the cowboys and cowgirls, to the dreamers, we see you.